We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, it's all over for Notre Dame baseball, unfortunately. We are uh, just coming off Notre Dame's, just coming out, what it finished maybe 25 minutes or so ago as we get this live show started on YouTube. Uh, Welcome to everyone who is already in with us and uh, working over our chat boards right now, along with Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Styers, and we're going to be talking Notre Dame, Texas A&M, College World Series, the elimination game today. Coming into today, Notre Dame had to win three games over the next three days to get to the College World Series championship series this weekend. Didn't quite go that way, though. Um, um, also, coming up here in a little bit, we're going to have another uh, Notre Dame baseball guest, former Fighting Irish assistant coach Scott Lawler, is going to join us. And he'll impart some of his both humor and wisdom upon us. Scott is a real great guy and uh, one of, uh, you know, especially in terms of like the the last couple staffs post-Pulmonary, he is uh, the Fighting Irish assistant coach that I definitely keep in touch with the most. There's another one after that who is uh, up at uh, Michigan State right now. He's a, he's a good dude to Graham, but... Um, well, let's just get into it, Vince. I guess, you know, I'll just say this first of all. I, I said this the other day. It was the lead uh, that I actually had in the article after the Oklahoma game. And unfortunately, feel exactly the same way today. Getting to the College World Series is hard. Winning at the College World Series is even harder. And we just, you know, we, we just saw that from this Notre Dame team, sure. as great as they looked in that opener last Friday against Texas, unfortunately, they were a different team these last couple of games. But, yeah. you know, sometimes other good teams make you play that way. You do have to tip your cap to to both Oklahoma and to Texas A&M. You know, and like, I look at A&M specifically, and we just kind of touched on this, I think, a little bit yesterday. I had it in my game preview today. 
I don't think they they hammered it home necessarily in the broadcast today on ESPN. But Jim Schlossnagel is a really successful college sure. baseball coach. He was at TCU for a long time, took him to the College World Series five times. He basically put TCU baseball on the map. They were a doormat before he showed up. I think it was like 16, 17 years ago now at this point. This is his first year at Texas A&M. They were not expected to go anywhere. They win the SEC West, and here they are in his first season, you know, back in the college World Series. So, you know, I mean, like you could see in the in the in in the preparation and the play that his guys played with, you know, that they're that they're coached by a really successful coach with a long track record of of getting teams to Omaha. Well, they had nine wins last year, right? Nine. So that's a big difference being in not taking over a nine win ball club and then taking yeah. them to the World Series in your first season out. Now, we talked about how difficult it was going to be for Notre Dame to win three in a row. Texas AM has to win four in a row. And they're halfway there. I mean, they 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 won yesterday. They won today. They've got to win tomorrow, and they've got to win the next day. So they had a harder road than Notre Dame because they lost their opening game of the World Series, right? So they have to win four games in a row, but they're halfway there. And, you know, they played really, really well today. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into this, but I think Notre Dame helped them uh, a little bit as well. But it was... It was a hard game to watch if you're a Notre Dame fan. There's no question yeah. about that. They did. It was not. It was obviously way more similar to the game that we saw yesterday uh, on Sunday than it was we've seen for the rest of the playoffs yeah. from Notre Dame. And that I think that's the most disappointing part is you expect a team to play a certain way or just uh, you know certain approaches at the plate, certain ways to be on the base paths, and just. Just the what we've come to know from Notre Dame in the last two games, it just just didn't show it. And I think that's the most disappointing thing for me is you want to go out as the team that you are, and Notre Dame just didn't play yeah. Notre Dame baseball. Even if you're going, even if you're going to lose, you want to go down exactly. You know, with, with what got you there, essentially. Right. And and you know, again, we talked about it in yesterday's show after the loss to Oklahoma Sunday. This is a team that even if they're not necessarily hitting the ball, they thrive on contact. Just hard contact yes, is what they're looking exactly. for. And, and hard contact plays to that ballpark. And, you know, the sacrifice bunts, the running the bases, we never really saw them get running in this College World Series. And that also is is due in part to the fact that these last couple of games, they were playing from behind. And, you know, you get behind, you can't be quite as aggressive you don't want to run into outs on the base pass when you're trying to make up a deficit and all those kind of things and you know the other side of it too is defense let them down the last couple of games the sack yeah. bump the other day yeah. you know with the throw up the line and then you know the uh, probably the biggest defensive game you know again you only end up with one run and you don't get it until you finally get a home run from your number nine batter in the eighth inning in the eighth inning yeah but but the defensive play you know again like jack Brannigan part of a great defensive infield but the decision to throw to first with the bases loaded on that ground ball you know that backhand behind the bag instead of coming home to get the runner maybe even have an outside shot at a double play if you come home right away probably wouldn't but you know like I said an outside shot but instead he throws across the diamond it's in the dirt boom two runs score and you know as, as it turned out those were really the only two runs that AM was going to need today because the yeah. offense wasn't able to get going but the, you know again you know the that that play that that pop-up 
that yeah. they weren't quite able was... to reel in behind second base. You know, those two plays right there, you know, again, this is such a great defensive infield, but unfortunately they weren't able to make a couple of, of plays like that. Yeah, and that again, that's the most disappointing part for me is they didn't go out playing their style. Like good defense, putting the ball in play, putting pressure on the other team. That's how I would describe Notre Dame baseball this year and the last two games. It just that's not the team I saw. You know what I mean? And yeah. again, you have to tip your cap to the pitching of the other teams. You know, the the pitching from uh Texas AM and the pitching from Oklahoma, they they stymied Notre Dame. I mean, they had a 14 strikeouts two days ago, they had eight strikeouts today. You know. It just wasn't enough of an offensive threat to do much on the base paths when they did get guys on. They left some guys out there. They did leave some opportunities out there. There's no question about that. So, it, you know, as a fan, it's disappointing. I understand that it's very difficult to win in the College World Series. There's no doubt about that. They were the last team standing that wasn't an SEC team, so I'll give them credit for that. You know, uh, I believe Stanford and Texas were already out, so they were the last team standing. So you can yeah. you can put that feather in your cap, I guess, on your way back to South Bend. But I know that it's not the way they scripted this thing out. I, I think they had a lot of momentum coming into the World Series, and they just didn't ride it real well. Uh, they, they rode it in the first game, and then the last two games were a bit of a disappointment. But again, this is this was a great season for Notre Dame. I don't want to get oh, all absolutely. wishy-washy for the we'll, whole season. We'll yet, get there but, in a second. Let's yeah. talk a little bit more about this game first. We'll get we'll get yeah. to the to the bigger picture stuff. Right in a little bit we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But, you know, like yesterday, and you, you were sort of weaving in and out of this 
a little bit. I talked yesterday about if you're going to get through these elimination games, because both teams, Notre Dame and A&M, came into this game in the same situation. Right. They were going to have to win three games in three days to try to get to this weekend and play for a national championship. You do that, you're going to have to have somebody step up from a pitching standpoint that maybe you don't expect. Now, Nathan Detmer has been kind of their big horse all year, but his last four or five starts, he had not been good. And he started in their opener last Friday in their loss to Oklahoma, and he lasted just an inning and two-thirds. He gave up seven earned runs. He had allowed at least four runs in his previous six starts coming into today. And so they throw him on short rest, only three days rest. He only pitched 40, you know, through 44 pitches because he got roughed up and, and had to be yanked so quickly against Oklahoma last week. It's really not a whole lot different than, you know, like the rain delay that Notre Dame had at the regional when, uh, we, when, when they brought back um, John Michael Bertrand a couple of days, you know, later to, to pitch in the regional. So, you know, because the outing was so short, they're able to bring him back, but he steps up and has his best outing in like two and a half, three months with the sh- seven shutout innings that, you know, that they got from him today with, and, and then the six strikeouts as well. So, you know, again, if they're going to get through this, just like if Notre Dame was going to get through it, they had to have somebody step up and he came sure. back on short rest and, that was, was able to do that. Yeah, that was a heck of a performance. He he had the Notre Dame hitters guessing. I mean, they, they were making contact this time around. It wasn't as bad of a strikeout scenario as it was in the last game against Oklahoma, but it was all ground balls because of the sinkers and, and staying low in the zone, and it was just a lot of routine ground balls, a lot of it to the left side, and they, you know, the Texas A&M defense backed them up, and that's what you want. If you're going to throw ground balls, your defense needs to back you up, and they did. The other side of it was, you know, Jim Schlossnagel in the mid-game interview. Usually you don't get anything noteworthy in those interviews. The AM coach, Jim Schlossnagel, told ESPN, hey, Notre Dame's helping us out by swinging early in the count. You know, his guys, they wanted to be patient, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Notre Dame was helping them out. And again, you know, like you saw it from Brannigan in, uh, was it Brannigan? Yeah, first pitch fly out in the seventh inning. He ended up walking in the ninth, but you know, they, they, you've got a guy going into his seven, you know, seventh inning. He's been out there all game. First flyout in the seventh inning, you know, it's like a little more, it just seemed to me like they were pressing today, you know, like they were trying to win all three games in one day. It seemed like, you know, just kind of watching, you know, all these different things that we're talking about, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. They definitely felt the pressure. At least that's the way it felt. Yeah. The the big question we thought for Notre Dame coming into today, who are they going to start? We were talking about Jack Findley yeah. yesterday. Do you go with the freshman? Well, that's not what uh, Link Jarrett ultimately decided to do. They they ended up instead going um, with Liam Simon, and he had I mean, he came out doing what he needed to do. First pitch strikes with that fastball. Yep. Unfortunately, like it took him a little bit to get. You know, his slider going, he was unable to kind of locate it early, but he ends up striking out the side in the first inning. You're going, okay, well, you know, this is looking pretty good. And then, you know, kind of back and forth in the second, leadoff double, a walk, seven straight balls he yeah, threw. That was the rough You know, part. yeah, and then all of a sudden a strikeout and a pickoff later, boom, you're out of the inning. And you're going, okay, well, he's battling. And then in the third inning, you know, the bases end up loaded. They have to bring in Findlay with the bases loaded, you know, so it, it just, 
it was uh, it was very up and down for Liam Simon. Findlay, you know, couldn't quite get him out of the jam. They get a couple of runs. Again, they're behind two nothing. But again, you know, like the the throw over by Brannigan, all that different kind of stuff. I guess. Bottom line: What did you think of the decision to to start the more veteran Simon as opposed to the young guy Findlay? I mean, I get it. I understand that you go with a veteran, you know, in a, an elimination game. I understand it. You almost, though, as a coach, need to take a step back and almost erase the names and the ages and all of that and just look at the numbers. And I think you you do need to go with your hottest hand, and that would have been Jack Finley. Now, he didn't have a great outing today, you know, and so maybe maybe the coaching staff knew something that we didn't know. I don't know. But, you know, he, he wasn't as effective today as he has been in the last few times that he's been out there. Yeah. And and Simon was a little bit up and down, too. I mean, he did have five strikeouts, but he gave up a few hits and he had that one earned run. So, yeah, I mean, it was the, the unfortunate part is giving up any amount of runs was too many because of what the offense was. And doing. that's the thing. And that's, and that's the, what I was going to say. It didn't matter who they started right. ultimately because, right. you know, <laughs> When you when you're only able to score one run, you're you're going to be putting a, you know way too much on your pitcher, right? And that from that perspective, and that and that's ultimately what happened. You know it, the way it turned out, it, it you know it did much matter who they ended up starting because the offense just couldn't get it mustered. And unfortunately, these are the totals for Notre Dame's offense in their three games in Omaha: thirty-one strikeouts and six walks after Oof. eight strikeouts and two walks. Today, and, you know, and again, the bulk of that came in the last couple of games because of all the strikeouts against Oklahoma the other day. Just very uncharacteristic. But again, you know, you're facing other elite national level. You're in the College World Series. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, you know, those those kind of things happen. It's just the unfortunate thing is, you know, like in 2002, that team lost their first game. They win that dramatic come from behind game in game two, and then they lose another close game you know, in, in the elimination, I think that, that we all got really excited and, and talking to some former Notre Dame players when I was out there in Omaha, everyone was really excited after seeing them take down Texas the way they did in game one. And so you start off with all this, you know, you get a little momentum, you've got all this hope, things are looking great. And, you know, I completely said it as well, after seeing the way they played against Texas, if they had played like that for these last couple of games, they'd be playing for a national championship this weekend you know but that's but it's just a completely different feeling that you have now losing two games like this you know it really kind of negates all that early positive momentum and feeling that you had about this team after seeing this the last couple of games because it's what you remember last right i mean it's it's the what have you done for me lately kind of a scenario and you know as we get further and further away kind of similar to the 2002 team right they had that amazing super regional against Florida State, knocking mm-hmm. off number one. Notre Dame did the exact same thing in Knoxville, knocking off number one Tennessee. And then they come and they go one and two in the College World Series. And the 2002 team went one and two in the College World Series. So I think as we get further away, I think fans hopefully will appreciate There'll this be a different season level of appreciation. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Appreciate it more than what we're feeling right now. But it's raw right now, man. Like that game just got over less than an hour ago. It's raw. I, I'm as I was watching that game today, it was it was disappointing. It wasn't the team that I have been watching for the majority of this season. And again, when if you're gonna go out, man, you want to go out 
how you've been playing the whole year. And if you get outplayed playing your game, then so be it. You know what I mean? And I think there's going to be some regret from a lot of the players and the coaches that, man, that wasn't us. You know, those last two games, that just wasn't us. That's not how we play. And that's, that's, that stinks. You know, that that's the worst way to kind of look back on things. And I think as they get further away from it as well, they're going to appreciate the, you know, what, what it was and, and being there and all of those different things. But Hey, once you step between the lines, man, you're a competitor and you want to win and you want to do everything you can to win. And so it's going to be disappointing that they lost in a manner that wasn't reflective of who they were as a team. Well, it, like when you look at that 2002 team as well, even going into Omaha, it, there was definitely a Cinderella feel that sure. that team had because, you know, again, they were a number two seed, you know, hosting a regional. They got to host the regional, but they were still a number two seed at their own regional. <laughs> they had never won a regional before. They finally win a regional. Okay, so now they go to Florida State. They beat the number one team in the country, and boom, here they are. And like you said, the similarities, this Notre Dame team had to go to the number one team in the country and, and win a super regional as well. But the difference is, you know, again, two weeks ago, uh, how long has it been now? Three weeks ago, I guess, you know, we're we're talking about this team as a potential top eight seed. And maybe yes. they're hosting, you know, regional and super regional all the way through. Now, we all felt like they got jilted when they had to go on the road for the regional to begin with. And then they've got to go you know, to number one, Tennessee to win a super right. regional. But to me, you know, especially after the way last year ended going to, to Starkville and being right on the precipice, yes. just missing out. Should have won that second game. Yeah, yeah and, no doubt. And, and, yeah. And, it, you know, and again, it was like that second game came down to a defensive play or two uncharacteristic, you know, losing uncharacteristically. Sure. But my point is, you know, they, they, they go down there, they duke it out. They're in this really hostile environment. Right. That team ends up winning the national championship. So you come into this year feeling a lot different with so many guys back from last, you know, from last year's team. So like this team, even though there were times where you're wondering, man, are you know, are they going to be able to even win a regional again? It it's still because of when you couple it with last year, there was a lot less of that Cinderella feel. I think there was definitely a feeling like this team definitely belonged on this stage. And and so even though things didn't work out the way they'd like these last couple of games, I, you know, I, I, there's every reason to believe that that they deserve to be there. It's just, you know, they didn't go two and out. Two other teams no. went two and out. You know, they beat a team, Texas. Texas and Stanford coming into the College World yeah. Series were the two Vegas favorites to win the whole thing, and they both went two and out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, there there's plenty to hang your hat on for this Notre Dame team. Plenty to hang your hat on. The, I, I'm interested to see what this t- roster looks like next year, though, because yeah, there were so many veterans on this team. And, I mean, they said it a million times that, you know, they were starting eight seniors and one junior. And, I mean, I know they've got, obviously, some talented true freshmen. And most of them graduate seniors. Graduate, well. exactly. That's I right. Mean, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what is this roster going to look like next year? That's going to be a pretty massive question mark. We can dive into that a little bit. But I, I'm just – I'm obviously disappointed as a fan. I love watching Notre Dame baseball and I, I love watching baseball in general. And it's always fun when you have a dog, you know, in the fight. And so it's disappointing, but man, what a great season by, you know, Link Jarrett, his coaching staff and, and the rest of the team. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it was, uh, <clears throat> well, I'll say this being out there in Omaha, 
a lot of the talk was about what's going to happen now with Link Jarrett, and you know right, that is you the next question. I you know I, I realize we're we're only what you know less than an hour since this game ended, but that is the question right now. And do you want to do you want to get into it right hey, now? Let, wanna, like my, I, yes, I think I we should talk about it because that's what's next. You know the games yeah. are over now, and and like Brian and I had this conversation. I didn't want to get into this kind of stuff while they were still out there in Omaha. I thought it should be, you know, more about that. But the next big question is now, can they keep Link Jarrett? Yeah. And, you know, for people who, who maybe still haven't, you know, kind of followed, uh, you know, all the connections down the line, we're talking about a guy, Link Jarrett, was born in Tallahassee, Florida. He played for Florida State. Uh, three times in the College World Series for Mike Martin Sr., who retired three years ago. When Mike Martin Sr. retired, Link Jarrett, who was then, of course, at UNC Greensboro, and Mike Martin Jr., uh, you know, were basically considered the, you know, the the the, the two top candidates for the that finalists. job. Yeah. yeah, they went with the son of the Hall of Famer. No surprise there. But just before the Super Regional a couple of weeks ago, they fired Mike Martin Jr. So if you're going to fire the son of the Hall of Fame coach <laughs> who, you know, led your program to 40 straight NCAA appearances after the guy who was fired, you know, also just led him to two NCAA tournament appearances, you know, yeah, I, I don't think you have to look too far down the line to who the potential replacement is. Sure. And, you know, that was, a, again, a big top of, of conversation out there. And I, I just think it's going to be, you notice Florida State still hasn't hired a coach, and you haven't really, you know, you know, if you've been looking, you haven't found too many reports that there are other yeah. names that are popping up, yeah. you know. So that's what's next. I just think it's going to be really tough. I think it's going to be really tough to be able and it's, to keep him. And it's not all about I, – I tweeted about, you know, they got to do whatever they can to keep him and all this stuff and, you know, open up the vault and all that. It's bigger than that, though. And I want to make yeah. sure that people understand that. I was being a little silly, you know, on Twitter. But, like – You yeah, are it, silly. I am a silly guy. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's part of it. I mean, it's part of it, right? I mean, when when Coach Maneri left, I think he tripled his salary. That's part of it. It's not all of it. Like, that – LSU had a special place in, in Paul's heart. And clearly, Florida State has a special place in Link's heart. I mean, it, yeah. it, that's home. That That is what it is. And so, I think it's – is, is salary is part of it, but you know, you, you mentioned this the other day, right? When Florida State Stadium became 20 years old, they literally leveled the whole thing and started over. Mm -hmm. You know, Notre Dame Stadium, I mean, well, it, it came about in the 90s. Yes, does that sound accurate to you? What early night? I think, I think Paul Maneri said his first year was the second year okay. of X Stadium, so it was like okay. 94, 95, it was built. And the upgrades. So we're going been, on 30 years here. Yeah. Soon. And the, the upgrades have been to the home side. They, they have like a meeting room and they, they've, you know, fixed up the locker rooms and stuff, but there's still a ton that needs to be done there. There are literally high schools in the area that have a better scoreboard than, than Eck does there. I mean, that's just a fact. There's nothing on the visitor side for visitors. When they come in here, they are literally going to ACC schools on a regular basis that have way nicer facilities than Notre Dame does. And I know Notre Dame has their policies that they have to have all the money in place and all these different things before they do stuff. But you're going to have to put some guarantees on the board that, hey, this is going to be done by this time and this is going to be done by this time and all these different things. And even with all of that, even if Jack Swarbrick 
backs up the Brinks truck, shows him the timeline for all of these improvements, it still might not be enough. Yeah. Because home is really, really important to people, and I totally get it. As much as I want Coach Jarrett to stick around, I think he's been a, an amazing piece of this program, and he's brought it back to prominence. He took them to only their third World Series of all time, you know, the program. Yep. You don't want to lose them. Nobody does. But it's going to be really, really hard. With that, I think it's time to bring in our guest tonight. And uh, he knows something about the program <laughs> as well. He is standing by, and uh, there he is, that that smiling face of that one, and only, face. <laughs> one and only Scott Lawler, former Notre Dame baseball assistant coach. How you doing today, buddy? It's been a while. I'm I'm great. A little better. I wish the Irish would have won, but yeah. uh, just like you guys did, and an amazing run, but uh, um, so a little better if they would have won. So Yeah. You know, we'll circle back to some of the Link Jarrett talk in a yep. little bit, but, you know, let's kind of start with just where this program is right now. And again, you know, you're a guy who's been here before and, and mm -hmm. you know, as a guy who's not here anymore, you have, you know, you've, you've fully been behind the Irish all the way. So what's it kind of been like to see the success that, that Link and his staff have had here in these last three years? I think I tweeted out maybe a couple of weeks ago that I think Link Jarrett and staff should be the staff of the year because um, a little what you guys were talking about, about uh, competing in the ACC, uh, competing up north. Uh, I think the, the amazing thing is, is Link and staff have not just established themselves as one of the top teams up north, but just one of the top like uh, baseball programs in the nation. Yeah. And, uh, and that's saying something. You don't just say, oh, they're a great team in the north. They're one of the one of the top programs in the nation the last three years and uh, an amazing feat by Lincoln and his staff. Well, and I think that a good deal of the country had pretty much written off, you know, this, this Notre Dame program before mm -hmm. he took it over, you know, it was pretty oh, much yeah. left for yep. dead, I think. And, and, you know, just to see in a really short amount of time, uh, you know, what, what he's been able to do, what do you think, you know, like when you watch these guys, I know you've been to, to maybe a handful of games, you know, in yep. person over the years, but you, you know, you, you were watching today, you've watched, you know, on TV and on, you know, the internet, wherever you, you know, you've had some opportunities. What do you think about, you know, just what you see from these guys, you know, whether it's at the plate on the mound, all these, all these little things and kind of the way they go about their business. Well, I'm going to say this and no, no disrespect for many of the guys that I coached or, or even uh, the staff uh, after us. I think the toughness of, of the team was evident that you got to see for the to this year and in the last couple of years and not just from like four or five guys but from the complete uh the bullpen the starting pitchers the 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 way that they they did their business at the plate and that toughness is a a, a you know whether it's the senior leadership the coaching staff which i'm going to give credit to the coaching staff i think they've done an unbelievable job of creating that toughness uh that you need to be able to compete um nationally and um, I think Link came in with like, these are my goals and we're going to get there. And uh, it's it's evident again that he's shown that him and his staff have done that with the, with the program. So I think it's that toughness that he's brought to the, the program. You know, I was just saying before you came on about being out there in Omaha over the weekend and, you know, kind of talking to people, you know, both within the program, around the program and, you know, not mm -hmm. in the program, just people talking you know, this whole Florida State thing, you know, it, it was a conversation out there. And just like looking 
looking at the team today, you know, did did they look like maybe a little tight? Like, you know, like maybe there were some, you know, kind of questions, I guess, you know, maybe. I, I, I don't around. know about tight or they just faced a really good pitcher today. I mean, you know? that was part of it too, for sure. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think that the team has done an unbelievable job of hitting velocity and um, they have, whether the guys are throwing 93 to 96 or, or uh, they have done an amazing job of just um, having great offense against its velocity. And today they met a guy that was sinking it and, and twisting it and, and moving it. And um, they didn't have that good of bats today. And, you know, I give, I don't give, I just give credit to the pitcher today. So do I think they look tight? No, I think they looked like they wanted to win and just weren't patient enough with a guy that you got to be. And there was no walks. And again, tip my cap to that pitcher. Um, he was unbelievable today. So, yeah, and um, a pitcher, you know, we, we mentioned this earlier. He's He threw like 44 pitches Friday in their yep. opener against Oklahoma. Gets knocked around. Seven runs he gave up in an inning and two-thirds. But this is a guy who, like, in the middle of the season, he, he had three consecutive starts where he didn't give up a run. And then, you know, unfortunately for, for them and for him, he had, you know, been a little bit rockier coming into today. So this is a guy who, like, he knew that he was fully capable mm-hmm. of that, and to you know to turn around and, and be able to have this performance on three days rest, you you do have to tip your cap to to what he was uh, able to do today uh, against the team that we've seen you know yes. can be dangerous out there. Absolutely, and in you know there's two things I think in that first inning you're like oh here we go, AM's made a lot of errors during the year. Yeah, they, yeah. they make an error right away. Bunt, you know they put the bunt down and you're like they're going to chip away and, and yep. win you know five to two and the, the pitcher settled in and. One thing is I've seen with guys before, sometimes when a pitcher comes in, like their starting pitcher that got rocked a little bit, you know, or touched a little bit before, when they're, they're a little bit tired, sometimes the ball moves better. And uh, today, it, you know, it might have been one of those days that um, maybe he didn't feel it, but it, it worked better um, because it, it, I mean, just the movement on some of those fastballs on the outside corner, that would have been a tough day to hit today for anybody. Yeah, and I mean – one of the things we were t- again, we were talking about this earlier. Jim Schlossnagel said during the ESPN interview that he felt like that, you know, it was working to to Texas A&M's advantage because Notre Dame guys were being so aggressive yep. early in the count, and they never kind of went off that. Where you may be a little surprised that they they didn't kind of adjust that approach midway through the game, considering you know how it was working. You know, yeah, in, I, in, I, in I the agree. A&M's hands. But at the same time, sometimes when a pitcher's not walking people it's hard to be patient. And, um, and, uh, and, and again, they wanted to win it. And sometimes it's hard to tell your guys, uh, uh, be patient and it's, it's going to get to you when they want to make some action happen. Um, and it just never happened. I think even Schnaufsegel taking this pitcher out in the eighth inning, I believe, you know, he was still worried about the Irish yeah. coming back. Um, it wasn't sure. just like, okay, we got this game. Um, they they were worried all the way into the end of the game uh, with this offense that the Irish has had all year. So, but again, I'm tipping my cap to that pitcher today. He was unbelievable. Okay, so Scott, you know you again. You've coached here before. You know what the facilities of like are like. Now, you know they've done some things like the team yep. room. You know the the clubhouse. You know some of those things. You know more externally, those things don't help you. You know when it comes to hosting regionals and and having a chance to host super regionals. And, you know, Vince was talking about the scoreboard. So, you know, what do you think about the facility itself? Like when you're talking about 
you know, supporting a college baseball program, you know, if you want to really truly be competitive year in and year out, what are, you know, what are some things that, that, you know, as a former coach here at Notre Dame, that, that maybe would be on your wish list, you know, if, if you can sort of a, be able to accomplish some of those bigger picture things. I think if, you know, you walk around, my uncle coached at Texas A&M for 22 years and right. got to see their stadium and rebuilt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think uh, Louisville that's, that we've competed against for years, their program really took off when they upgraded their facility. Um, and, and I think that is something that uh, the Irish need to do is, is upgrade the facility, even if it doesn't happen soon, but just have plans for Lincoln staff to show kids, like, here's what's going to happen if you come here. You're going to get this coaching staff that's going to coach you. You're going to get this great education, which everybody knows. That was the, as a recruiting coordinator before, that was the biggest selling point. You're going to get an unbelievable education. And, but if you, if you show what's going to happen, whether it's a weight room uh, in the facility, just all little different things that Link can show the, the, the potential kids coming in, um, that's going to help. And, and I think that's some of the things that I need to show. Um, Because I think right before I came on, you guys were talking about, it was 94-95 with Paul Maneri. That it was his second year, and it really hasn't changed that much. Right. Still a great, great field, don't get me wrong. And they turfed it, and, and um, but it still needs some major upgrade if you're going to be a national power. And and Link has made it a national power again. And so they need to, you know, get it up to that. So when Link goes out and, and the coaching staff to recruit, it matches some of the other programs in the ACC with, with the education you're going to get facilities right. with the education well and, and you know i i realize that you know a big bright shiny scoreboard and a jumbotron doesn't help you you know win baseball games or even put butts in the seats and you know host regionals yeah. and stuff like that but the bottom line is they've got a high school scoreboard out there in the field and you know it it does matter you know like we're talking about an nil era now and yes. again when you go around to these other facilities that kind of stuff matters to these guys. And, you know, just, just, you know, do you have to raise some money to do it? You know, but that's, that's something that does matter. Doesn't it, Scott? It it does. And, you know, being a high school coach myself right now and, and doing that for like the last 10 years and seeing what's important to to these kids, (laughs) it it is, it is all about the, uh, the facilities and, and the uniforms and, the marketing it, and uh, you know, we want to say that that's not the important thing. It's the coaching you're going to get. Um, it's the education as a parent myself. And believe me, when I had recruits come in, it wasn't very hard to, um, uh, to sell mom and dad, you know, but if, if you had a kid come in and they were at Vanderbilt or LSU um, and compared to what, what uh, Notre Dame as a, as a facility, they're going to be like, well, that's, that's going to be a tougher decision. So let's just make that not a decision anymore. <laughs> and now you're going to get that great education, great coaching staff, and you're going to have the facility to match. It's going to be second to none. And don't get me wrong. Notre Dame is a very special place, believe me. And I know you guys know that too. Right. So it is a very special place. But if you do upgrade that, then you're going to be matching everything that Link's doing right now. How surprised were you that, that they weren't picked as one of the regional hosts a couple of weeks ago? Very surprised. I think that was a, a, a tough thing because um, I think they deserved it. Um, I think they were in the national limelight all year with pressure and, you know, maybe one bad weekend against a really good Louisville team. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't think one weekend should take that away. Um, and now, did that give the team a chip on their shoulder? Maybe. 
and and maybe that helped them get to the World Series. And I think I'm believing in that. <laughs> but now that uh, um, you know you get past that, now it's like no, we want to host because I think we all realize this: if you host a regional and host a super regional, it's easier to get back to Omaha. Absolutely. So, yeah, and I think that's what everybody wants to see by having Link stay. Is I think what Paul did 20 years ago was amazing. It's amazing what Link just did, but like, let's see if we can do it again with with what Link's doing right now. And I and I you know again I think that this program had obviously you know like I said been been written off and Link mm-hmm. just showed people that here you are you can do it and yep. I think that's finding a way to to capitalize on that momentum. I think yep. that's very important right now. And I, I give a lot of credit to the administration for giving a guy down south a chance to coach up north. Um, I think that's something they steered away from in the past. Um, and, and I know Paul was down that's south, true. too, but he was up north also. And But taking Link and, and having him take some of the style and, and the recruiting that he learned from down south up north, um, I think it's opened up the, the door that, uh, you know, Notre Dame can be a great school for anybody to coach at. And um, and you're right. Link came in and, and had a plan, and, and and is executing it right now. So I'm hoping that he stays. But I also know going home is a different thing. Yeah, I mean, going home and just all of the benefits of this specific home that come with it. Yeah, Florida State, the weather, you know, just just the whole thing. It just, man, it seems like it's going to be tough <laughs> to keep him up here. It, it is going to be tough. And, and and Vince, I think you brought it up before. You know, um, for all Notre Dame fans, it's it's might not be anything to do with Notre Dame. Exactly. Notre Dame, Notre Dame facilities, and it might just be the home tugging at his heart. Right. And and that's something that um, no dollar sign or salary, five year deal or or what have you, uh, is going to do anything to. And you know that's that's something that's going to be between Link and his family. Um, and my thing is tip my cap to him if he does go. Wow, what an amazing job you did for the Irish! Yeah, um, and and if he doesn't, it, it's hopefully Notre Dame is like, all right, we want we need another Link Jarrett. So what do we have to do, Coach? Can I ask you a quick way? It's a little off topic, but no you know, problem. recruiting to Notre Dame is different than recruiting anywhere else, especially when it comes to baseball, where you have limited scholarships and you're splitting them up and you're doing all yep. these different things. I I, I want to get an idea of what it's like. Because going to Notre Dame on a limited scholarship is way more expensive than going someplace else on a limited scholarship. Does that scare some people away? And how do you deal with that as a recruiting coordinator on the coaching staff? I think uh, the biggest thing you got to sell is just the, um, uh, as Chuck Lennon would say, you're going to have the family atmosphere forever. It's not just a four-year decision, but a 40- or 50-year decision. And you got to sell people on that. And, And it is. It's a special place anywhere you go. Um, I don't care if it's New Jersey or California or, or anywhere, you're going to see that Irish pride everywhere. Um, but it is still tough um, because, you know, when you go out and, and say the coaching staff needs a shortstop, well, you might find five or six shortstops you really like, but not all of them can get in academically. That's and, point. And, and that's a, that's a, that's a tough thing. So, you know, for their staff right now, they got to go across the country and find kids with good grades. And, um, and then when you splice it up, that can, can afford it. Um, but you're going to sell that special place, and, and a lot of people fall in love with it. And as you can see, Lincoln staff did an outstanding job of doing that. You know, and I've said this before, I've that four for 40 seems like, an, you know, 
you hear it, it's like, okay, nice catchphrase or slogan yeah. or whatever. But getting to be around some of these guys from the 2002 team celebrating their, their 20th anniversary this year and seeing the success that, that a lot of those guys have had that has nothing to do with baseball. Yep. And like going back and, and seeing, you know, some guys from some other classes, there are literally millionaires that have come <laughs> through this program and the, and the millions, you know, obviously Jeff Samarja is, is, is another story. And even, sure. you know, AJ Pollock and guys like that, Trey Mancini, yep. but there are a lot of guys who are millionaires right now based on that, that four for 40 that you're talking about that's come in, in realms other than, than athletics. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, on TV, which was kind of special for me, you know, I, I saw Alan Green on TV yeah. um, as, as, the, as the Auburn athletic director and, and, and Brad Ust, who I helped with with Team USA that uh, right. um, is doing some amazing things in athletics. But there are so many other good stories, too, of people that are part of the baseball program that are doing amazing things. So, it, yeah, there's a lot of things you can sell and a lot of people that you can uh, talk to um, that you can tell these families. You're going to be part of a very special family for the rest of your life let me ask you this scott again again you know we don't we don't know what link's decision is going to be but you know we all have a pretty good feeling about what it's going to be so let's say he does go to florida state and you know we've been talking about facilities and all these different things you know if the next coaching search comes you know one again link has shown that you can do it so i would think that that's going to draw you know a different kind of candidate than maybe you know, when Link was even looking for this job. But at the same sure. time, you know, how much of those things do you think that that is going to be in the ask from these guys, you know, if Notre Dame really wants to be serious and, and hire yeah. some of these guys? Well, I think it's going to be it's going to be an ask because the thing is, is whoever comes in, if Link leaves, they're going to want to have the same success or more. So um, they're going to be like, well, if we're going to do that, I'm going to need help. And, um, and I think it's going to be time for them to look at that and side you know what maybe they're right and and let's get after it so i think it's going to be an ask from some people because you know i still think people are going to walk in and think well link did a great job but can you do it you know and um hopefully like link i think talked to paul maneri you know hopefully they talk to link and they and link uh gives his special uh sauce on how to do it (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so that would be uh, very helpful for the uh, for the Irish if he. But I, again, I hope he stays. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Scott Lawler, your get, give me the number one place to go when you're in San Antonio. There, you know, there were, we we made a few San Antonio trips over the years. The number one San Antonio spot is what? Oh man, there's a lot. There, there's a couple <laughs> taco places. There's there's a couple places that I think I had. Our boy Sluggo and I were talking about Taco Cabana. Taco Cabana. <laughs> you know what? I still with with you and, and Birchie and the rest of the crew. <laughs> Scott Stansberry. I, I still remember yep. some of the songs, you know, uh, that we used to listen to. I miss those days. Was it Am- Amarillo by Morning? If I Amarillo remember right, was it? <laughs> Absolutely. That was our 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 slogan uh, every time we went to San Antonio. That's good right. people, good people, good teams. I mean, it was fun with the, the whole Irish clan there. That's right. Scott, it was great to catch up to you, man. It's good to see your face. You know, we, we kind of text and every once in a while, you know, we'll, we'll call, but it's good to see you. And well, uh, go ahead. Well, I appreciate you, especially after I commented after Ryan Conley got on the air. Well, so. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we were. I love Ryan Conley, too. So I just Again, like, we were texting over the weekend and we had just said, hey, you know, what about coming on? 
sometime. And then, of course, I had Ryan Conley on first. We just had him on yesterday, and, and you had <laughs> you had to let us know about it. So no, no, no. They, he, I, I was like, this will be a perfect time. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. So, but thank you for having me on, and and uh, let's let's cross our fingers that Link stays. You know, let let me ask you one final question. Yeah, I just no thought problem. about this before I I let you go because again, you know, when you talk about advantages, you know, all these different things. I think it might have been when you were on the staff. I know there was some talk, uh, you know, about baseball charters and and stuff like that. And you know, there there is something called Title Nine. I mean, so it's like some of these things, you know, sound like simple solutions sometimes, but the, but ultimately, other factors come into play. Maybe that 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 don't make some of these things so simple. Yeah, and I think it's not. You you think, you know, um, you know, like. They have some grad assistants, or it's not grad assistants, but graduate players that are, are playing now. That's different. Yeah. And I think, you know, whether it's Link or, or somebody else, I think you got to go in with the plan. What's going to make your job even easier? Um, what are other programs doing? And and find out from some of the other programs how they got it done. So does, it, does that have to um, go throughout not just baseball, but softball and other programs? I think that's something that Link and staff need to, to figure out to, to – um, and when I say make the job easier, I'm not making it so it's a lazy thing. It's just making sure that it's it's uh, even with who you're going against to try to get back to Omaha. And right. and I think where everybody, and I think this was, and Sean, you'd know this, you know, I think everybody caught a little Notre Dame baseball fever, probably just like they did in 2002 with Paul. Right. And let's just keep that excitement going. And how do you do that? You know, let's not make it a every 20-year thing. <laughs> let's... Let's let's figure out how to have it happen a couple times, and and you'll just see that uh, um, baseball will catch even more, uh, and you'll start probably seeing more donors help. Not that there's not donors out there; I'm sure there is, and maybe no, I there are. But I mean, that's that's honestly, I mean, that's obviously the next step. You know, like yeah. when you when you talk about you know because again, there are plenty of Notre Dame baseball alums, you know, who oh. who have made a good living, you know, since yep. they left and. And, you know, if if those same baseball alums want to see this program continue to succeed, you know, they can hopefully kind of help them out a little and, bit, and you know, dig in the pockets a little bit yeah. deeper. And I think that's, uh, you know, whether it's A.J. Pollock or Trey Mancini and, and, and so forth, have hopefully been out there cheering and watching and catching the fever, you know, uh, as, mm-hmm. as they're playing their seasons that they're, you know, they're listening to people and like, well, how do we keep this going? Right. It is fun to see your school in the news in a positive way. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I got pictures over the weekend of, of different alums like Eric Gigailo in the stands and Adam Norton. And I could go on and on. I'm sure that other coaches got a, a plenty more kids out there that were at the game. And, you know, that's, a, that's what it's all about. Because guess what? They want to go back to Omaha and say, yeah. that's my team. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and that was cool, too. And, you know, like just seeing – Ryan Connolly out there and, and yep. Ross Brzozowski and Dan Capella was, yep. you know, and a ton of other guys, you know, and the guys that you just mentioned as well, it wasn't just, you know, like it's easy to say, Oh, the 2002 team, because they were celebrating their 20th anniversary. There were so many guys from so many different teams and so many different eras out there. It was really cool to see them, you know, getting back behind this program and being out there cheering on. This, you know, Absolutely. This, this out there so you need to take you need to take notes of everybody you saw and then do a GoFundMe or something like that. So that's, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. John Steyers will single handedly keep this thing going. Yeah. 
Were you? I'm trying to remember, <laughs> Scott. This was kind of a, a bubble guy when you were, you know, between Maneri and you guys. Was was Mike Dury still playing yes. when when you? Yes. That's what I was thinking. He was. Yeah. I was thinking he was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? What if if you've heard about him? I found something. He's he's very successful. Let's just put I've, it that way. <laughs> I've heard that from many people. So, yes. 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 So, so maybe he can start the GoFundMe. So. There you go, Mike Dury. <laughs> we're gonna put it on. We're going to put it on him. Big, big switch hitting Mike Dury, who is also a left-hand pitcher out of the bullpen. Absolutely. Hey, Scott, again, it was great catching up with you, buddy. Yep. I'll be talking to you soon. Hopefully see you this fall. Okay. Thank you, guys. Go on. All right. Absolutely. Take care, Scott. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Length of games at the College World Series always comes up. And this game today ended up being about, what was it? It was about 3.15? Three, yeah, close to three and a half hours, I think, by the time it was all said and done. Okay. You know, and everyone always, always talks about length of game, especially when it comes to the College World Series, because these games are televised. Sure. You know, pace of play is an issue, you know, regardless in baseball. And they were using the pitch count, too, or, you know, the pitch clock. Yeah. I mean, that was a thing. I have seen – there were some ideas that have been floated both out there, and I actually uh, was listening to some – that ESPNU, they they have, like, a, a radio channel. On, okay. Like a satellite radio channel. So I was actually listening to that a lot coming back. Um, there have been a couple of different – not you know formal proposals, but people talking about this. One is a run rule. Do you think that in the postseason, postseason, there should be a run rule for college baseball games? You know, again with with length of because we've had a couple of lopsided games sure. out there in Omaha this week. What do you think about the the possibility mm-hmm. of a run rule? I have no problem with a run rule, whether it be in the regular season or the postseason. Let me let me take that back. I like a run rule. I have no problem with it. If you're going to have it in the regular season, you also need to have it in the postseason. I wouldn't have it one or the other. If you're going to have it in one, it needs to be in both. It just, needs, in to both. Be, just needs to be how you play the game. And I would have no problem with it. And for many reasons, I have been, you know, as a coach myself, I've been on both ends of a run rule, right? And sometimes Getting run ruled is not the worst thing in the world uh, because you can save some of your pitching. You can live to play another day. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can get out of a run rule in a positive way, even though you lost. Yeah. And there's a lot of positives that you can get out of it as obviously as a win too. So I have no problem with a run rule, especially in college baseball. Now the pros, not so much. 
I yeah, we're talking specifically right. for college baseball right. because again, like you know, you do have scholarship limitations, and when you're talking about pitching, you know that right. is an important thing. When you're talking about playing back to back games, I mean, look, know, like if if Notre Dame had made it through this and Texas sure. A&M is going to be in this go situation four in now, a row, yeah. yeah. You know, what do you do to get through those games and all that kind of stuff? And, you know, like if you have like, say, you know, 12 run rule after seven, 10 after eight, you know, yeah. something along those lines. I would have no problem I have with that. Zero problem with that. Zero yeah. problem with that. And I mean, like you look at this College World Series specifically, there have been no comebacks lately. You know, it's That's like true. Notre Dame gets a home run and then gets a couple runners on it. And it's like, oh, 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 here we go. And, you know. Look, you know, theoretically, they had a chance, you know, getting a sure. couple runners on. But you know, it's like there have been there have been no comebacks yeah. in this college world. So, you know, and I, I think when it when it gets that far apart, when you are that far apart, in just the let runs, it go. It's, it, it just yeah. let go. I have no problem with that. It changes your strategy a little bit when you're the team that's winning. You know, uh, you're you're trying to put your foot on the gas and really grab those runs to kind of make it that ten run rule, but. Again, I have no problem with it. It's not a sportsmanship issue for me. It's a save your pitcher's arms rule for me, to be yeah. honest. And I have zero issues with it. I think it's a good thing. Now, what about this one? Because, you know, again, this is this was more maybe media generated, but I've, uh, you know, heard some floating around. What, you know, what if for the college game, you make them seven inning games you know, to sort of match what you've got in softball. Softball, softball oh, you've got a seven-inning game. I didn't even realize you know? that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What do, you, what do you think about that? Seven as um, opposed to nine for college baseball. Just, like all forever? Like all just games. change it? Just yeah. sh- chop it off. Um, I mean, high school, high school you've got seven High school games, is seven. Obviously. Yeah, high school yep. is seven, which I love. We, we wouldn't have made it to nine innings in a lot of those games pitching-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love it. I think – I'm going to stick with the nine innings in in uh, college baseball because you are allowed to recruit to your team and you can bring in as many pitchers as you need. So I have no problem with it being um, a nine-inning game. I, I think that's a good place to start nine-inning games. I have no problem with it being seven in high school. But once you get to college, now you're talking recruiting, you're talking adult men, you you know what I mean? Like I have no yeah. problem with it being nine innings. I would not want to chop it. I think you're I, – I, I think – that would be a bad move moving forward because you've got kids that are playing college baseball at the same age of guys that are playing professional baseball and they're playing mm-hmm. nine innings. So if my counterpart can go be pro and they can play nine innings, well, then I should be able to play nine innings as well. So I, I have no problem with it. Yeah. And like when Notre Dame was back in the Big East days, if they would play a double header, the first game would be a seven, the second sure. would be a nine. You know, oh, so you really? see some sevens huh. every now and then. Yeah. You wouldn't typically see two sevens, but you know, like you still see that in minor league ball where you have a couple of a seven inning games. But I, you know, I agree. I, I, I don't like the idea of structurally changing the right. game in that kind of fashion just right. to speed it up a little bit. Right. More, you know, right. I think that, I think that, like you said, it's a division one college baseball game i think it should be a full nine inning game and and not be going back to sevens the run rule i think makes a lot of sense you know and i've seen a lot of questions kind of looking over here at the chat you know they're <laughs> talking about the 11.7 scholarships and and, yeah. and stuff like that and i saw a question earlier the the the, the rule for the 11.7 you know one the reason for the 11.7 is again because you have a a counterpart softball you know a, a sport that is Similar but different, which I think that we talked about 
before, but because of that, you know, they, they only, uh, a college softball team typically only has like three, maybe four pitchers at the most. Right. And, you know, you've got a handful of reserves. So the roster is smaller. So that's the reason for the 11.7 with baseball, even though you have up to 30 guys because right. of the fact that you've got to have, to have so many pitching arms. Yeah. But the allotment mind. of the 11.7, tw- there's a 25% minimum basically. So, okay. so it's 11.7 total scholarships, but you've got it. The, the least you can give is, is 25%, uh, you know, of a scholarship. If you're going to give basically. one out. I mean, so, and, yeah, and, we should have talked to, we should have yeah. talked to Lawler about that since how they divide him well. in here. Yeah, I know. Earlier. He I, I really could all that, especially as a recruiting court. I could have dove so. into that with him. I, we, I mean, it would have been boring for everybody else, but like, how do you split it up and how do you decide, you know, who you're going to give bigger scholarships to and, does the academic scholarships come into it and all of these different things? I mean, there's a million different ways that you can do it. And just for our friends in the chat over there, it's different at every level, too. Uh, you can go NAIA baseball and you can go for a full ride because they can make up whatever rules they want. And right. and they can give all kinds of athletic money, all kinds of academic money. And then Division Three, I believe there's no scholarships at all. So it just it's it's very interesting from the different levels of college and I'm learning it as I go as a high school coach trying to get my guys into different places and you know what is going to be financially viable for them and all of these different things and to be honest with you if they're not going division 1 it's all about academics man because there's a lot of packages that you can get put together based on academics and where you can still play and I know you you dealt with this with your son I mean, he was going to school for a lot of academic money, too, as well as right. athletic money. And so right. it's all about the GPAs, man. I'll tell you that right now. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for uh, for this show. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, that's going to do it for Notre Dame's baseball season yeah. as well. Congratulations, though, to Link Jarrett and, and this team for, for getting to the College World Series. It had been 20 years and you know, quite frankly, that those kind of in between years seemed like even longer. Than they were lean. There, so there were some lean years, and I know you were doing play by play for some of those. And uh, yep. there, Chuck there were some... Freebie did more of the lean years. So, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll give him that. He, uh-uh. You know, he had to put up with a lot more than what I had to put up with. So that's um, that. Those are facts. That right is now. for Hall, sure. Hall of Famer sure. Chuck Freebie. Yes, that's right. But you know, so there'll be less. College baseball talk going forward. We'll still hit some here and there, especially following what's going to happen to Link Jarrett and and what's going to come next. You know, so uh, we'll be. You know, it's it's the middle of middle of June though, first full day of summer, the longest day of That's the right. year, and all that. So we'll definitely be getting into much more Notre Dame football talk. Yes, you know, in in <clears throat> upcoming shows starting with tomorrow. But again, you know, we've got the rapid fire segments and some of that different stuff. So we'll be jumping. Into yeah. uh, you know we've got we'll, we'll always have a lot of different topics on a lot of different sports on this show. So, but uh, this will be our final fully baseball dedicated show <laughs> for a while. Yes. So, Stymie says really enjoying the new show and the baseball coverage. No problem. Thank you, Stymie. We appreciate it. Good to hear from you. And uh, you know, thanks to Scott Lawler again yes. for coming on today. Thanks for Vince D'Addario, and always uh, Jesse was with me out in Omaha this weekend. And I teased a little bit yesterday. He met Alan Green, the athletic director at uh, Auburn University. And there was quite a story that that uh, came with that meeting. So on tomorrow's show, 
you'll hear that story about how my son met the Auburn athletic director and what a meeting it was. I can <laughs> so that's only coming up. That's coming up tomorrow. But uh, again, we'll have some uh, some more Notre Dame football talk coming up. A lot of Notre Dame football talk coming up on tomorrow's yes. show as well. So looking forward to that. And, you know, we've had a knock on wood. We got through. How long, how long have we been here? We, You know, we made it a full hour and no yeah. technical things on my end, unlike yesterday. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Yes, Vince. sir. I will be there. All right. Sounds good. And uh, of course, if you know, if you watch the YouTube live stream, if you, you know, you come in in the middle of it, you can always go, you can find it on our YouTube page, the Irish Breakdown YouTube page. You can find the archived episodes. And of course, you can also find all the uh, archived podcasts wherever you get your podcast. So we will talk to you. Ivy Nation Sports Talk. We'll talk to you on the next show. Till then, I'm Sean Styers. He's Vince D'Addario. We'll talk to you later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.